happy third week of January. We're in the Men of Iron podcast, and you are joining us. We're excited about that. It's me and Ryan Zook in the house. Uh, Ryan is is somewhat famous, but someday he's really going to be famous. You, wow, you think so? I'm thinking for hunting, you know? Like no. Outdoor Have you show. seen the bucks that I've shot? I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> let's, let's really dial down those expectations. More particular. Anyway, you heard the story about the deer next to my truck, right? Like, that's not... That was a great story. Those guys aren't getting famous. If you famous. missed that, go back and check out week one, where Ryan tells us the story <laughs> of the monster buck he yeah, shot yeah. Uh, week one of Mammoth. archery this year. Yeah. Anyway, hey, we are uh, in this series talking about how 5Fs, uh, we can fail right in yeah. the five f's and how that can be devastating to not only our relationship with god but it can impact every different area of our lives and you say what in the world are the five f's you did this to me last week ryan what are the five f's faith family friends fitness and finances that's right and why are they important why do we use the five f's uh in men of iron as really a framework why do we, why do we it, pick this I think it's just like a, it's a super tangible way to think through issues in your life. Yeah. And if you're balanced and thriving in those areas in your life, it's really likely you're going to be uh, who God has called you to be. Right. Um, the Bible has a lot to say about all those areas. Yep. And when we're doing well in all those areas, we're most likely walking out the life that God's calls us to walk out. Yeah. It's not easy. It's not right? about perfection. It's yeah. It's about consistent growth. Yeah. In each one of those five F's and, and balance. Yeah. You know, that's what we talk about. And this week, so we've talked about faith, right? Faith being the foundation yeah. uh, that sets us up well to succeed in every other of the F's. Uh, so faith, we talked about family last week. This week, we're talking about an interesting one. We're talking about friends. Yeah. Why are friends so important to the Christian man's walk. Yeah. How would you answer that question? Dude, fun fact on this, before we jump into the answer, like most likely uh, you feel like, not you, Travis, but yeah. most likely you in the audience, there are many of you who feel like when it comes to friends, you don't have a lot of them. Yeah, I'm there. Uh, yeah, the, the reason I say that is because when we run groups or when we talk to guys that we work with, it's very common for people to be like, yeah, I don't know, like, I guess I have friends. Like, I guess I could call somebody. Yeah. Um, and, and particularly when we talk about like, um, God-centered, faithful friends, yeah. like that audience gets even smaller. It's the number one most neglected F. There you go, man. That we have. And we see that, like, just in conversation with guys. Because yeah. it's like, well, I got, I got guys I can watch football with, but I'm not sure that they're my friend. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're friends, but like a deep, spiritually-centered, uh, healthy presence in your life. Yeah. There's not a lot of guys that feel like they're killing it in that area. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's just a, t a tough topic to talk yeah. through. So yeah. why why is it so important? I think it is super important because you need uh, other faithful men around you uh, to hold you accountable for when you screw up. Because we've been talking about a, a lot about ways that we screw up. Yeah. So somebody that can see your life and be like, hey, man, like, what are you doing? That's yeah. that's not great. Um, I think it's helpful to have guys to like process life with. Like, hey, I'm dealing with this thing. Like, maybe in, in your marriage, like, I've got this thing going on. I'm not sure how to handle it. Like, somebody that can bring you wisdom, somebody yeah. that knows who you are, that can talk about, like, what you're doing well, what you're not doing well. Yeah. Uh, I think friends are great people to do that with. Yeah. Um, it's also just good to have friends around to do things with. Right. So, so well, when has, uh, when have friends yeah. made a difference in your life uh, for like, so remember, we're talking about like uh, from failure to functioning yeah. or yeah. failure to balance. Yeah. So um, is there a time in your life where you feel like you were really failing in this area? And Man. then how did you, how did you work yourself 
back to being balanced. So I, I get excited about the friends that I have in my life. Like, I think I have some pretty solid guys in my life that I'm, that are good friends of mine, but the only reason I do is because my wife made me. Right. Um, so where I was failing is like, I I didn't have friends and there was, there was a time in my life uh, a couple of years ago, probably, I don't know, at this point, five, six, seven years ago, my wife was like, Hey, like you need friends. Like what happened to all those guys you hung out with all the time in college? Like they were really good for you. Why aren't you connected with those guys? So I was yeah. like, I don't know. Like I got a lot going on. Like there's, there's stuff like I, um, in the, what was it? The last week I talked about how I had a really demanding job and I was away from my wife a lot. Yeah. Like that was in that season where my wife was like, you don't have any friends. I'm like I barely spend time with you. Like, why am I going to hang out with my friends? Yeah. So my wife, um, she like booked this cabin and she was like, I want you to call up uh, the four the four guys that you used to hang out with in college. We all lived in an apartment together. Yeah. Uh, once you call up those guys, we're going to book the cabin. We're going to pay for the cabin. Um, if they if they want to put money towards it, that would be helpful. Right. Um, but we're going to invite all those people, those guys and their wives, to go to the cabin and hang out with us. And cool. at that point, it was like, is anybody going to do this? Like, yeah. don't aren't we all really busy? <laughs> yeah. So we call people up. Some people can make it, but some people couldn't. And we've been doing that same trip in March wow. uh, every year after, all because my wife wanted me to have good friends. So this is not like, hey, I saw the problem and I pulled myself out of it. Like, I just did what my wife told me to. Right. Which is really helpful. Honestly. <laughs> Sometimes it's a great idea, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. gosh. And you know, this isn't like, uh, you're, it's okay to steal that idea if yeah, you're listening to it this. It is. And go do it. And I can tell you those, those cabin weekends, uh, always in March for us, it's like oxygen to me, man. Yeah. So like, like I cannot imagine doing life without that, even though I did for a long time without it. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's not even like sometimes I'll go into the weekend and we're connected more than just that weekend, but we'll go into the weekend thinking like, I don't know, like, are we going to have anything to talk about? Like, what, what, what are we going to do for the whole weekend? And like, it goes so fast. Yeah. Uh, we all end up talking about really crazy things going on in our lives. There's yeah. always like a couple of evenings where it's like, man, like I didn't even know you were going through that. Like, yeah. I mean, we've dealt with heavy stuff. Um, and I don't, I don't want to get into it all like, because it's other people's stuff, but yeah. like heavy situations that people go through and we can process it and pray over it and show love and concern for our friends in those weekends. It's really powerful. Yeah. Well, so it, like, and I'll just say this before I ask you the question of like, you know, I think what's so important is it's not just about what you can get out of friendships. Oh, no. Yeah. But it's so much more. It's life giving to know that you can bring something. You yeah. can you can be a listening ear. Yeah. Right. Because just like friendship is difficult for for me or for you or for any like it's it's difficult for most men yeah. that are out there. We don't have real friends uh, that we can talk to about different things or yeah. process different things. So. Yeah, it's it's what we can the friend that we can be to somebody else, I think, is really important, you know, so let me ask you this, though, like uh, what were there any indicators or like what was it like when you were failing in that area? Like, how did you know what are some telltale signs? You're like, no, nah. you know, I, I talked to uh, somebody, you know, this past week and I said, like, hey. Like I knew we were going to be talking about friends. Yeah. And so it's been on my mind where I just asked this guy, I said, like, hey, like, who are your friends? Yeah, he looked at me. He's like. I, he was an older guy. He's in yeah. his 50s. He's like, I don't really have friends. I'm like, oh. I'm like, well, like, who do you hang out with? He's like, I don't know. Like, I have acquaintances, but yeah. I, don't, I don't have friends. But, like, how do you recognize that, you know, that, that you're out of balance in that area? This is me personally. Yeah. Uh, when I was in college living with those guys, um, it was, like, a really spiritually important time in my life. And we were all growing in the Lord at, like, a pretty – 
fast pace together. Yeah. And so we had a lot of conflict that we worked out together. Like we, we had some real fights that we worked out, um, but it was really good for us. We all knew it. Like we loved it. So the way that I knew it was out of balance is because I could feel the absence of that in my life. Um, and I could like, like I just said a little bit ago, like I cannot imagine not having that because when it gets to like February, yeah. I'm like, Oh, cabin weekends coming, man. Like I'm like holding on yeah. for cabin weekend. So good. And we all say like, we all make that joke together. Like, Oh man, like since January, I've been like just putting in the hours at work, just waiting to get to this cabin. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, I know it's out of balance because I know what it's, what it was like to have good friends. Yep. Um, and I know what it feels like to be out of connection with them. And, yeah. and I think it's probably similar. Like everybody can probably remember a time when you had a really good connection and it might not be six guys. It might be one guy, it might be two guys. Um, and you can probably tell when you don't have it. I mean, well, like, like it, when you're talking to a guy and he's like, I don't really have friends. Yeah. Like he knows. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Cause like, um, you know, even as you're talking there, I was thinking about, uh, just how, friends, when you go through the five F's, yeah. if I'm not thriving with my family, one of the reasons I feel like I can't go hang out with my friends exactly, is because uh, like I'm sacrificing time away from my wife and my kids yeah. to go on a hunting trip yeah, or to go fishing or yeah. whatever I'm going to do. And so in a lot of ways, I feel guilty that I, you know, why, why would I sacrifice that? So I think what's important is, you know, we have to first be thriving in those you have to at least be in balance to even have the confidence to say to your wife like hey i'm going to hang out with my friends because i mean some of us let's be real we hang out with our friends too much oh yeah we talk to our some of our friends probably know some things about us or our marriage that they shouldn't know right or that or that our wife should know and you know we should be closer to our wife than we are with our friends so it's funny those guys might actually be acquaintances and not friends yeah because i think friends would be like hey what are you doing hanging out with me all the time like how's your wife doing yeah which is like that's outside your comfort zone right like yeah. that feels a little weird yeah um but sometimes there is a difference there i think yeah there's a difference yeah yeah. And so uh, let's just go to this because it sounds like you're you're a little bit different than me. When I grew up, I didn't have a whole lot of Christian friends. Yeah. Right. So when I think about because I think like you just said, uh, you can be failing in this F by hanging out with friends and hanging out with the wrong friends. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Like uh, like for me in college, man, I, the last thing on my mind was following the Lord. Yeah. You know, I mean, we I lived in a, a house with a bunch of football guys. There's nine of us. And, you know, faith was the furthest thing yeah. from our mind. But yeah. I was really balanced in the friends area of my life. <laughs> and it was dangerous, you yeah. know, because I did a lot of stupid stuff that I shouldn't have been doing. Um, so, you know, there's this Proverbs that says, walk with the wise and become wise. Yeah. So when it comes to even thinking about, okay, I'm out of balance in this area. How do I get myself back in balance? And how do I be real intentional about what it looked like, who I should be hanging out with to yeah. stay balanced? I think about uh, Proverbs 27, 17, which is like our there verse, right? Yeah. Uh, but as iron sharpens iron, so one friend sharpens another. Yeah. Like one of the ways you discover who your friends are is, are they sharpening you? Mm. And that's, that's in a spiritual sense. Like, right. are they driving you further to God? Yeah. That, that, those guys are your friends. Right. If you get together with a group of dudes and you're actively being pulled away from God, they're not your friends. Yeah. They might be dudes you like to hang out with. Um, but th they're not your friends. So right. that's where like, when you talk about balance, um, it might, you might have like this mirage, of like feeling like you're balanced in your friends, but they're actually just 
dudes you hang out with. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think about David and Jonathan. Yeah. Um, because you could look at the Bible and you could say, I don't know, does the Bible say much about friendship? Like, yeah. do, do I really have to have friends? Do David and Jonathan have this incredible friendship uh, that sometimes weirds people out? Yeah. It's like, oh, these guys are too close. Like, right. I don't even know we should be talking about this. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, but if you look in, it's, it's 1 Samuel 18 uh, is right when uh, David kills Goliath. Actually, yeah. he, David kills Goliath in 17. And in 18, Jonathan and David make a covenant together. Right. So um, how many friends are you making covenants with, Trap? Yeah, not many. <laughs> it, it's pretty serious. Yeah. And it, the Bible actually says that they loved each other like they loved themselves. Right. That's solid friendship. But the thing they had in common is that they were concerned about serving the Lord above anything else. Yeah. So they were uh, extremely loyal to each other. They served each other very well. But ultimately, they were concerned about serving the Lord. And they're pushing each other. Yeah. Um, and Jonathan, like Jonathan was supposed to be the king. And David, by by all rights and circumstances, was actually like competition. Yeah. Like he really, if he would have been doing what the world does, he should have been looking for ways to kill David, yeah. which is what his dad was doing. Um, but but Jonathan's like, hey, man, I'm willing to give up all this yeah. to serve you and what God is doing. But isn't it interesting? Like sometimes I don't want to be like, like I remember when I was young, yeah. like, and I was dating my wife, but like, gosh, being around like guys who were concerned about faith and, and chasing the Lord was almost like boring. It's like weird. Yeah. Yeah. And like, man, no, like I want to go out and like, you know, be able to do what the heck I want to do, yeah. you know? Um, and so I guess like, like how, how do guys, I don't know, like, where do you find those types of friends? Yeah. Where do you go to find those types of friends? And then, gosh, I think it's important to also be able to draw common ground, even with the guys that are like, when I think about me, so yeah. something like, like for me, I, uh, like I'll answer my own question. Yeah. Okay. Let's just put it out there. Is that like, uh, something that changed everything for me when it came to friendships was deciding I, I was plugged into a, my local church. Yeah. Right. And, uh, but I decided I was going to serve somewhere, Yeah, you know, and it was stepping into a student ministry environment, yeah. right. Where I stepped in as a sixth grade guys, life group leader. Yeah. And, uh, what I started, why? Because I love the Lord. And I realized there was a whole bunch of kids out there who like, you know, were struggling with a bunch of ridiculous stuff. And, yeah. and I didn't want them to make the same mistakes that I made. So in a lot of ways I was serving in a selfish reason because I wanted to be able to give back if you want to call that selfish, yeah. but raise them up yeah. so that they could avoid mistakes. But in that, I found some other guys. Exactly who were on a common mission with yep, me, you exactly. know, a guy named Dan who yeah. like, and, and you know, you talk about friendships in the Bible, right? Like Paul and Barnabas, you know, I was the Paul, I feel like in a sense. And, and, and Dan was the Barnabas who like took me alongside of him when I started to, to have a flame burning in, in me for the Lord. And he started to show me how to harness it, you know, mm -hmm. and how to be really effective in, in helping young middle school guys, yeah, right. Man. Not make stupid decisions and follow the Lord and praise God for that. But it was interesting. It was because I, I found something within my local church mm -hmm. that that I could get excited about. And then other guys had common interests. And then it led from Dan then to having a, a tribe of men exactly. who were who are like-minded and mission-minded, you know? So it's powerful. It, it's funny. I have a really stupid real-world example of this. So I, I drive a Honda Ridgeline. Yeah. So don't judge me. So good. It's, it's not it's really a cool. truck, but it I mean, does yeah, things a truck like can it, do, yeah. all right? <laughs> yeah. So um, when I bought that thing, I thought it was the only person that had one. 
But once I owned one, yeah. I was like, oh, man, everybody has a Honda Ridgeline. Like, I see them everywhere. Did everybody buy a Ridgeline, like, yeah. right after I bought mine? <laughs> and the concept is, like, when you own something, you notice other people who own the same thing. Right. So your story about getting involved in student ministry, like, when you decide, hey, I'm going to put myself in situations where people are taking their faith seriously, whether you did it, like, selfishly or not. Yeah. When you're somewhere where you're like, hey, I want to be... Um, doing what God wants me to do, yeah. you'll start to notice other people that are doing what God wants them to do. Yeah. So you talk about Paul and Barnabas. Barnabas is the dude, I think it's like Acts 8 or 9. Yeah. Barnabas is like, like the whole church is scared of Paul. Right. Because he's like, like his his <laughs> hobby is killing people yeah. and killing people that love Jesus. Right. And so Paul shows up and is like, hey, I kind of want to teach people about Jesus. The whole church is freaked out. And Barnabas yeah. sticks his neck out and says, hey, I'll vouch for this guy. Yeah. I, I want him to come with me on my journey, on my mission, uh, and I'll support him. Yeah. So he he saw a guy that was like not doing it great, but kind of wanted to go the right direction, took him on, and they end up being a great example of mentorship, of friendship, yeah. uh, pushing, like iron sharpening iron. Yeah. And I think what's good, though, too, is like, okay, when you're on mission together. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, what, what starts to happen, and what, what happened for me anyway was like, I started to like my friends who weren't believers or who weren't passionate about that mission, like that mission started to take over in yep. my life and in a lot of ways brought me to where I am today. Yeah. But it's interesting because the people who weren't as passionate, like my non-Christian friends, right? It was kind of like, I started to lose things. To talk. Every time I'm around them now, I want to talk about like, yo, like the cool stuff. And that was valuable. But then my non-Christian friends started to disappear. Because yeah. I was like, in a sense, like not into doing the things that I, I probably shouldn't have been doing anyway, you know, but then I'm now I'm trying to fight to keep my non-Christian friends around because you talked about the Great Commission, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like, so I still need to be around and connected to non-believing friends so that I can build relationships with them, care for them. I mean, it's tough, man. It's tough. But it's a balance, mm -hmm. you know, and figuring it out. You so. could probably think through that target, the same thing we talked about last week. Oh, it's so like good. those those believing friends that can sharpen you and push you, keep them close. Right. But that doesn't mean you ostracize everybody else. Yeah. Um, but it does, like, you kind of measure who's allowed to speak directly into your life. Right. Uh, by, like, how close are they to Jesus, man? Yeah. I, want, I want the guys that love the Lord yep. and follow him well to speak into my life. And if you don't have those friends, okay, I yeah. think what's interesting is it's awkward to put your to, to seek out good Christian friends. Yeah, 100%. Like if you're, you're going to go to church and like, you know, it's awkward to meet people for the first time. Yep. It was super awkward for me to say yes walking into a room full of middle schoolers <laughs> as a grown That's like the worst thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you want to talk about uncomfortable, yeah. but it took me, I kept showing up because Dan kept saying, like, look, man, this is going to be weird. Just keep coming. Yeah. And then, you know, as I kept, then, you know, what started to happen. They started, you know, these young guys started to know my name. Other leaders started to know my name and it started to change everything, yep. you know, and, uh, and the fan was flamed. So, yeah, man, friends. Guys, we know that like many guys struggle with this. Like it, it's tough to have good friends and we want to be a resource for you. So yeah. like if you if you are listening to this and you're like, I don't have friends, how would I even go about finding friends? Reach out to us. Yeah. Like get in touch with us. Talk to us. We'll see if we can help you out. We'd love yeah. to try. We have a series called A Man's Friends uh, that you can get. It's free. It's yeah. online. It's powerful. We also have a man's game plan where yeah. we talk specifically about the five S, but we spend some time talking about friendships. But we're on the journey together. Yep. Right. Fighting for balance because it's hard to keep balance. Yeah. Anyway, listen, we're so glad that you joined us uh, for week three. Come back week four. We talked about faith. We talked about family. We talked about friends. Next week, we're talking about 
Fitness, man. Fitness. Yeah, I'm too lazy to do Get that one. Get pumped, and uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to our Men of Iron podcast. If you enjoyed that episode, make sure you go to menofiron.org. Or you can hit the subscribe button. You can ring the notification bell. That way you don't miss out on any future episodes. But again, thanks for checking out Men of Iron.